Welcome to Sass Holes, the podcast, the show where me, Jamie Kearney, and Pete Jansons talk about everything and anything we've experienced over our 60 years in the cloud software environment. How you so, doing? How you doing? How you doing? We'll, we'll cover everything from sales, which we've spoken a lot about, and we will continue to today, to finance, to product, to data analytics, to, to everything you uh, we've covered. HR. All. HR. Uh, in fact, if you have topics that you want us to discuss, please reach out to us on sassholes.net. Uh, we're more than willing to take suggestions, and, and anyone who wants to jump on a call with us, uh, let us know at that time. Um, before we start this very beautiful-looking day on a Sunday morning, I thought um, we'd start with a really bad joke. So, Pete, why don't you lighten the mood with one of your great jokes? You know, my jokes are so underrated. But speaking of underrated is when you go to the washroom, making sure you have enough toilet paper. Remember how bad it was people were fighting uh, at Costco, Carnegie? Yeah, I mean, we were out of toilet paper yesterday. We had to make a run. Oh, speaking of runs, ran out of toilet paper and started using lettuce leaves back then. That was just the tip of the iceberg. Well, you know, tomorrow remains to be seen. Oh, my gosh. Continue, Cardi. Puns intended there. Um, all right. Um, before we get into uh, the show, I want to remind everyone, please like us, subscribe to us today at Sassholes, um, the podcast. Uh, you know, we get a lot of compliments and a lot of uh, random people reaching out, loving the name Sassholes. I, I got to give that credit to the joke master over there. Uh, he's the one who came up with the name. But oh, yes, the, yeah, I get the credit. You get the credit for that. Um, so yeah, like us and subscribe to us today. Leave a comment um, and all of that. Now, Pete also likes to cover all the news. So there's a bunch of news. Obviously, um, we try to oh, avoid yeah. as much as possible the political stuff and just go into more business-related news. But Pete, why don't you, you know, give us your topics today? Well, you know, going down the list. If you haven't seen the uh, Neuralink, uh, Elon Musk company, where they're putting wires in, in pigs' brains and showing how neurons fire and how people that are you know paralyzed, they can start walking again soon someday by reconnecting uh, the, the neural pathways. He did a, a demonstration uh, a Friday, and uh, the link will be uh, on our website, and it was just fantastic. That dude is insane. Um, what you can do when you have billions of dollars and, uh, you just want to, you could just do whatever you want, I guess. Well, I, mean, money. I think it's amazing. I think if he, you have, if everyone had that free time and that, that, uh, that well, ability he, and money, you could probably, you know, the amount of stuff you can create is amazing. Well, he's, he's making money and he's, he's making it off of businesses that are, you know, helping out the, uh, mm -hmm. the world. So there's, you know, the Southpaw in me, um, Let's see, going down the list. Hey, happy birthday, Warren Buffett turns 90 today. How about Walmart and Microsoft uh, going to buy TikTok? TikTok Wasn't and TikTok going to get banned because of uh, being a Chinese company? I mean, I told but, my kids stop making TikToks. Well, that's why the press said, hey, man, you guys got to sell yourselves or we're shutting the thing down in the U.S. So I think they're trying to... So Walmart, of all people, buys them. That's, that's... Well, with Microsoft, I mean, you know, I, I guess there's something there because, you know, people are doing as many TV ads anymore. Uh, how about Hurricane Dr. Laura crushes Louisiana? Yeah, don't, don't make Dr. Laura mad. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yes. How, about the, how about the Fed's new inflation strategy? Average inflation? Hello, silver. Hello, gold. Hello, Bitcoin. Did you get that? You're the finance guy. What's average uh, inflation? Um, you know, they say it's typically, uh, I've, I've heard, you know, it's hard to judge completely. But, but I mean, 2%. 2%, to 2%, percent. yeah. It'll be much higher. When you're printing money like this, your inflation's going to go up. 
So that means the dollar is going to go down. Um, However, Pete, let's be honest, the dollar won't go down. And I've talked to you about this before. The dollar will go down a little bit, but it'll always be propped up because uh, so many third world countries tie their currency to our dollar. So if the dollar goes down, it's catastrophic for the global economy. So it gets propped up. If we weren't tied to all these um, third world countries, if they didn't tie their currency to the the U.S. dollar, which they consider the most stable, um, what if it's China? We would be impacted. That's a whole other podcast. Well, it didn't uh, tie to China. Yeah. Once yeah. We're not trying to get political. They were about to in 2008. Yeah. And then let's see. Apple's in privacy settings, uh, screwing uh, Facebook's ad business. And then Facebook, they changed their freaking site. That's going to happen tomorrow. No, I already still use it. Awful. No, you can, you can opt out of it till tomorrow. Oh, I wasn't able to opt out. Oh, yeah. Changed oh, yeah. It last week and said you're changing. Boom. Yeah. I said, no, man. No, man. I like the old stuff for the people that still use it. Uh, let's see. So, yeah, Facebook, classic Facebook. Uh, going down the list, uh, new report from Quest Diagnostics showed that 4.5% of U.S. workers tested positive for drugs last year. That's the highest percentage in 16 years. And it represents a 29% increase in 10 years ago. So drugs I wonder if that's drug- marijuana, though. I mean, because marijuana is legal in most states. Well, I guess is marijuana a drug, right? Is alcohol a drug? Right. No, alcohol is not in those, but mm-hmm. um, but marijuana, I believe, still is because it's not approved federally. So that could be a whole nother HR issue. Yeah. Uh, drug testing, we drug testing to go into your living room for work. Yeah. Uh, American Airlines are going to shrink the workforce by thirty percent. That's about nineteen thousand involuntary cuts. Um, major shakeup at the Dow. Congrats to Salesforce uh, for getting in there. Amgen and Honeywell, who's out. Exxon Mobil, XO, Pfizer's out, and Raytheon. Oh, here's a big one. Zoom was out last week. Did it hit you at all? It did not. Okay. Uh, it didn't impact my kids either. So yeah. I don't know how long it was out because it didn't really impact us. Looked like it was on the East Coast, some in the, in the Midwest. Yeah, uh, globally. Getting back to Facebook, their uh, chief marketing officer, Mr. Lucio, said, peace out. I wonder if it had anything to do with uh, Facebook being a hate for profit. That was a political... Peace out or what? Those were the news items from last week, Mr. Carney. All right. That's good news. That's a lot of news. All right. Now on to another segment we do every week is leader of the week. I, I believe this week um, both of us are good friends with this person. Pete, you want to unveil? I want to drum roll. Well, well I, used to, I used to be good uh, friends with him. I haven't heard from him in a while. That's all right. Mr. Matt Grover, VP over at Re- Recruitix, Mr. Mr. Banner guy. Holy crap. He's been doing he's been doing online ads for what twenty years. I was doing banners at at, at the beginning. That was over. 20 I mean, he's years done ago. more than just banner ads, but yeah, he's been in the recruiting environment and he moved over to uh, a recruiting agency. Um, I believe he's given an online talk at a um, forum. Either it happened last week or next week. Um, I mean, he's he's pretty well known in the industry because he he used to buy traffic from every player out there yeah he's he's mr online ad spend that guy he, you know i'm sorry i'm not more updated uh about matt because i haven't heard from him in such a long time i think right. you're i hit a sore spot there <laughs> he's moving he's moving like five blocks away from his current home that's all i know oh so he, he's he's he, he's found a new parking spot for his rv <laughs> sorry matt yeah, what's, all right. the, what's, the, what's the next segment there? So, the next segment is before we get into the next segment. Okay. Let's, let's get let's get some business out of the way. You oh. said Dr. Laura, don't upset her. Well, she's at Neuro Noodle, who's our main sponsor. 
So NeuroNoodle, get a doodle of your noodle today at NeuroNoodle. Got anxiety. If you suffer from anxiety, ADHD, let's say your kids are going to play sports whenever there are sports and they need uh, concussion testing. I I would advise anyone to go get a doodle of your noodle before you start. Crap, damn, sucks. If you got got Tourette's. Yes, Tourette's too, which Pete has, obviously, because that's what he was doing. Um, Thanks for the explanation. Yeah. And consider treatment like neurofeedback. So brain brightening and all that. I think we're going to have a whole segment where we'll bring uh, Dr. Laura on. Yeah, we, talk we about should this. do that, yeah. But I have witnessed this uh, firsthand with my kids. I want to start getting into the brain brightening stuff. Um, anyways, mental health is a huge focus today with COVID. Um, and in eras like today, if you're not putting mental health as a priority, you must. Try Every- neurofeedback today by visiting neuronoodle.com. Everybody's got something. Yeah. All right. Pete, rep, you should know. Rep, you should know. How about, uh, just had a birthday recently as well. Mr. Brian Lazar, National Account Manager, Staffing Group uh, at Zip Recruiter. You should, you should know that guy. He'll talk yeah, to you. Yeah, I know. Off. Oh, do you? Zip Recru- what's, your, what's, your, what's your opinion of him? He's a good dude. You know, and Zip Recruiter Zip. is, uh, you know, I was just talking to another company today about how ZipRecruiter entered the marketplace. I mean, it was very interesting. They took sort of an Indeed approach, but with emails. Uh, they're still around. You know, they got hit pretty hard with this COVID stuff. So did anyone in the online recruiting space. But they're still around, and, and he's still there with a handful of other former employees that we worked with. Well, that's a pretty good idea to spend a lot of money online to gather a market and then sell access to it. That's a great idea. Great idea. The difference in their market was that they did it all through e-commerce and technology and tried to sell themselves as a software company. I think they were planning on going IPO this year. Uh, that's just my uh, guess. Uh, obviously, that they, they're pivoting right now. Yeah. But um, whereas at our former company, we decided to uh, have people out there and really try to persuade people, which you you led most of that. We didn't try to handle it always with e-commerce or with technology, we thought. People was a great way to do marketing as well and get our word out there as well as uh, acquire um, clients. And ZipRecruiter sort of attacked that with a different mindset. And it ended up being cheaper for them. Well, you can soften the market by buying ads, or you can have a hard market and give the money to the salespeople to soften up, you know, two, two different strategies. Speaking and, of strategies, Pete. Yeah. Well, if you're going to... One soften- of my favorite things that you have done, though, I think, and, and that's the topic of today. We mentioned them before. It, it, it may be an outdated topic, but... Uh, you know, in our comments, uh, we, we were asked to touch on it a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, contests. Sales contests. You know, motivation contests, you know, in the times of COVID, is it, does it make sense anymore? You know, what do you want to incense? Why do you do contests? You know. You- I mean, back in the day, I mean, it was fun. I mean, I know I joined a couple of your contests. Uh, I mimicked a couple of your contests. Uh, yeah, it really, it was a couple things. One, I felt like when we were all in one room or one floor, is people would just see the activity and the liveliness of going on when everyone's, you know, banging out a hundred phone calls in a day and it's so loud and, and just crazy. Um, that energy would spur, um, you know, would kick some people's, uh, butts into, into gear and, and get, get them started. It would just show, it would just be so much more fun to walk on that floor during those times. Um, so how in, in COVID, like, how do you ha- how do you replicate that when, you're doing a contest and everyone's at home. It's going to be difficult with kids and stuff like that. You know, um, how, how would you try well, to replicate that? Can we? The, the, well, the energy was if you're sitting in front of your phone, you know, back then it was the phone was the preferred way. Now we're doing emails, but 
if you weren't on the phone and you saw everybody else was on the phone, you're like, oh man, I, you know, I can't be the odd man out. And especially, I don't know if you were part of some of those contests where, you know, it was activity based. So set appointments, you know, did you run any appointments? But, uh, you know, as a leader hopping in and having your stats up there, were you part of those in the early days, Carney? Yeah. Okay. Our former leader was part of it. Yeah. One time. And I know our other former leader was part of it. I tried to yep. not drop names. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, if you, if you have all the bosses hitting the phones, you know, that sends out a, you know, a great message. Plus it keeps you on your toes because what, you know, Oh, you're supposed to be the great boss. So you get on there and you get shut down like everybody else. You're like, Oh, rejections, no, you know, no big thing. So now, you know, why do you do contests in the first place, whether it's COVID or not, you're hoping that if you're investing a sum of money that let's just say you spend $5,000 on a contest for whatever the prize is, you're hoping that you get more than 5,000 bucks back in return after the results are in versus normalized activity, right? So now, so now the question is, how do you do that? A lot of people do sales contests with, with, you know, using sales. And as we talked about, you know, sales numbers based on your sales cycle, that's from stuff that happened a long time ago, right? So if all of a sudden you decide to do a contest today in sales, whoever was active a while ago is going to get rewarded, which is cool. But why do you have to have a contest if that money's going to come in anyways? Yeah, I feel like there's two. I feel like there's two uh, portions here, Pete. There's the the activity, the the start contest, like starting an engagement type of a contest, depending on the sales cycle. And then there's the close spiff. I would not say that's a contest as much as that's a spiff. Yes. <laughs> I know with uh, companies with long sales cycles, you're usually putting a spiff out there because depending on the comp plan, some reps just aren't motivated to. You know, close, especially in the software space, there's always this hockey stick type of uh, environment. No one's ever been able to figure it out where it's end of the quarter, end of the year. Um, but, you know, they want deals closed early, earlier. And if you said it's going to close in June, close it in June rather than close it in September because that moves quarter to quarter. And that's how they get judged on. So a lot of times there's spits to sort of incent the close, but the contest I always feel are more towards the inception or transactional type of business where it's a short sales cycle. Am I right? Well, well. The SPIF, who do you want to give it to? Isn't that what you have a manager there for? Yeah. Right? So, you know, I'm, short... huge, I'm not saying I'm a huge fan of SPIFs. I'm saying. Oh, no. I'm just saying it's the strategies can go either way. You know, we, we've done things where we didn't spiff the uh, sales reps. We spiffed the managers just to see what they're capable of doing. Yeah. Now they go around and they throw out their own money to get people, you know, to do the work. You know, that's a whole other story. But, you know, the short term uh, contest and long term. Short term, I think the positives are if you have a decent enough prize, whatever it is, time off, time off was a big one. Now with COVID, does it even matter? But working from home. Yeah, we're working from home. home. You can work from home. Oh, here we here we go. Uh it, it was always good that whatever amount of work that was done during the contest period, that was deemed uh heightened motivation. Yeah. Whatever work came in, take two thirds of that, and that's what you should expect of the rest of the staff when there isn't a contest. So that's that's a, a a good thing. Yeah, that's interesting. So you're saying that if the activity, everyone's activity goes up to, let's just say before it was 30 calls a day, and now they're doing 100 calls a day. I'm just using that activity yeah. as a way to judge, not 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 saying that that's the activity you judge it on. You're saying that if you're able to get them up to 100, then the normal activity should be closer to 60 to 66. Is that what I'm hearing? 
Yeah, you have something to point to and say, look, if you're sufficiently motivated, it, yeah. it's a nice conversation to start a one-on-one. It says, oh, hey, yeah. look, you know, you wanted, you, you wanted to go on a trip somewhere, uh, look at all the work that you put in, right? Uh, let, let's talk about what, what you need to, what you really want out of life in order to continue that work every day. Um, what about, what about nowadays? You just say, Hey, instead of you being able to work from home, you win, you get to work from the office. Or maybe if you lose, yeah. you never go to the office. You know, <laughs> the bottom 10% have to go into the office every day. You know, <laughs> what <laughs> you have to work in front of your screen with the screen on sort of like Brady Bunch, but cause you know, yeah. I wonder how that would work. I mean, I'm not in that setting anymore, but it's like, here's the contest. You have to have the camera on every, and everybody's watching everybody hitting the phones or not hitting the phones. You'd have to have that. I think to get that environment, you'd almost have to have that, which means everyone at home, this is where it's unfair because everyone at home doesn't have the same setup as everyone. I mean, I, I've got an office downstairs in my basement, but um, it's too depressing to be down there nine, 10 hours a day. So I'm usually sitting in my front room and in the front windows with a laptop on my lap. But if I was going to do the contest, I'd be down in that office. I'd have the dual screens, one screen with the camera on me, the other screen is what I'm working off of. I think that's the only way you can sort of create some sort of environment. Well, I mean, you can give everybody the heads up, and then for everybody who doesn't have a perfect working environment, I'd say go watch the movie Pursuit of Happiness and see what Chris Gardner did. Um, You know, uh, contests were always good when we did uh, Super Bowl commercials. Or you do any type of commercial and you have a commercial schedule. Yeah. And then and then you call the day after or right after that to point to the commercial to have a talking point that it was because it kind of you spent a lot of money for the commercial and you got extra activity coming in that you know that made sense. But Cardi nowadays, I mean, are people competitive anymore? Do they even want prizes? People, uh, you know, participation trophies. Well, um, I mean you know, not to talk smack, but it's like if you grow up where you haven't really lost, then you have to get into a situation where there are winners and losers like in sales, you know. Uh, it might, I think it's a lost art. I don't know if it's an art or, you know, or is it a recruiting thing? Right? Uh, it's, it's, yeah, you want – obviously, I, I think where you're getting at is the more competitive your environment is, the easier it is to do contests, Right. So yeah. how do you create that competitive environment? It obviously is it recruiting the right types of people. Well, um, well, you have to have competitive people. You have to look at their background because some of the best contests we ever did, you know, like for Mar- March Madness, we do brackets, right? You know, when we had hundreds of sales yeah. reps, we, different teams, you know, with uh, 64 players or, or, or dialers going at it in single elimination. Then you had the NIT tournament for the ones that didn't make it. You know, it, it, I think yeah. the, the the prize was uh, I was giving away a car. I said I'm giving away a car to the winner. I didn't say that it was a used car that the value is no more than I think two thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And I said, well, you can either have the car, or you can have the cash, and they take the cash. But that, that you know that creative things like that with the prizes and the brackets, and you can see who's competitive and who's not, and the ones that aren't. It gives you something to point to again in the one on ones and say, look. Yeah, I think a tournament setting, like you just said, like team or, or individual, depending on how big your thing is, is perfect because you're highlighting one person against another. And so, therefore, that person doesn't want, you know, they might not be competitive if they want to win. They just don't want to be embarrassed and lose. Right, so, right. Uh, I think pitting them against each other is a great idea. For in terms of hiring, you know, something that, and I do think hiring is a huge thing. 
if you're getting entry level type of salespeople, I'm not trying to say go get jockeys. They're not always, you know, the brightest. I mean, I was a jock and stuff like that, but uh, getting somebody who played even D3. Wait, 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 wait you call them jockeys? Jocks, sorry. Uh, okay. Yeah. Don't okay. go get little guys that ride horses. I'm, I apologize. On behalf of the little people, I'm offended. But um, if you go get anyone who played D3, D2, D1, you know for sure they're competitive. Uh, they might not have, um, depending on how complex your solution is, they might not have it all up there. But um, And they might need to go get neuro-noodle uh, concussion protocol training. But you've you got to get somebody competitive. you got to start testing that stuff out at the beginning, especially when it comes to sales. You want somebody who wants to win and right. uh, doesn't care about losing as long as they know that uh, 5% of the time they're going to win, they're going to make a lot of money. You know, the other thing about contests are if somebody's like just missing their revenue quota, it gives something to point to whether they care or not. You know, you're not, I can, I can understand the money not coming in. I can't understand that the effort's not being put in. Yeah. So you, you got no money and you got no effort in the contest. It's, you know, like, what are we doing here? Warning, warning, warning. Warning. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, I think that, I think, you know, the part that always, this is where uh, the corporate world always drives me nuts when it comes to the sales, uh, the corporate strategies sometimes. Uh, I feel like if you are selling 10 products and two products are uh, commoditized, but your flagship products and eight products are sort of newer, innovative, maybe give the company higher multiples and are maybe easier to sell because there's no competition in there, more strategic What's your thoughts? I mean, if a guy is or a girl is killing it with the commoditized and just beating everybody and, and killing it, but this other person is just making quota but selling more of the innovative products, who do you judge there? Who do you value? I, I, I have to look at the compensation plan. Like, what are we incenting them to do? You know, if it's a commoditized product, I mean, is, somebody, is ours the cheapest? Okay, if ours is the cheapest, that means the phone's ringing off the hook. That means we shouldn't be paying out as much as the other company that that is that is charging more you know because okay so let's say let's say the innovative products pay more right they're harder to sell but they're more strategic you know i think i'm a fan of uh job specialization so whatever these quote-unquote strategic products are that's all they sell of those strategic products and you leave it at that that that's how that that's my thoughts to it because to me strategic it sounds like very complicated and does the product really need to be that complicated to sell? You know, it's, it gets into marketing, it gets into product guys. And uh, that's a whole nother topic. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, to me, I know I'd always, I'd always jump at activity based sales more because a lot of times, especially in this world, or at least the world we did live in before COVID, if you're selling a more specialized or strategic uh, thing, a lot of times they have, you know, uh, overlays or solution people that are there that are actually at one point or another, you're just turning that over and they're selling that, that for you. And you're getting the credit for it as a sales. Right. So I, you know, if I was in a startup, I would, if I was starting up a company, I'd always look at somebody's activity, make sure that they're banging, uh, the phones, they're emailing, well, uh, tremendous amount more than anyone else. Give me that activity and I can train, I can hopefully train them on the products I want them to sell. Well, you know, we got to remember sales compensation one-on-one. You pay somebody, you pay somebody to the degree of influence they had over the deal getting closed. Right. So the, so the company has a percentage, whether they're advertising or not, the more a company's advertising, the less the sales reps going to get. Get back to contest, Carney. Um, President's club trips. How about those things that, you know, take well, the I mean, I don't know. We're, 
I don't know what we're going to do during the COVID stuff because right now uh, Americans can't travel anywhere. Uh, if you're in Chicago, you can only visit like 20 states. <laughs> so, well, well Abbott's, Abbott's got that 15 minute test, and I think that's going to change pretty quick. I think we're going to be. Yeah. I think that's that's a, that's a game changer. 15 minutes. But, um, you know, President's Club. I mean, that's a contest, right? You take the yeah. top whatever percentage. But I've seen in cases where companies will take anybody that hit their quota, right? So it's either your, your quota is like really high, nobody can hit it. So you have to, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then, so that's a longer term. So is it the top 2%, whatever? Those are the elite that you want to get people up to, that, you know, that gets into the enterprise sales. And then what about everybody else? You know, the BDRs, the people at the bottom of the food chain. I think it makes sense to have a shorter term uh quote unquote vice president's club trip to give somebody a six month goal to hit to go on a trip when it becomes available to maybe it's not Cancun, but it's to the Wisconsin Dells. I don't right. mind that as long as it's explicit in the comp plan. And then at the same time, it is purely known because what happens with those plans, Pete, and you and I have witnessed it. Those are sales. Those are basically sales comp stuff. And the problem is people that are outside of sales that do not carry a quota, or if they do, they're an overlay. For some reason, they feel entitled that they should be able to go to those trips. And right. then it just becomes a whole just, you know. It's like uh, it the salespeople and everybody else, and you don't have a common goal. Yeah, right? and then it becomes privileged, and it becomes political, right. and it becomes who do you know, who are you friends with? The leaders are going to bring their buddies and such and such. And it just it becomes a mess. It should be. You know, the, the, the one thing with quotas and how you get paid, it is fact-based. You right. do this, you get paid this. Same thing should be with President's Club and Vice President's Club. Is You do this, you will qualify for uh, uh, President's Club, or you will automatically go to President's Club. And that's it. And there's no nobody else but sales gets to go on those, and, and, the, and the leader, the C-level leaders, you know what I mean? But it shouldn't also be that if you're, if you're on a team and one of your reps goes, you get to go because you're the team lead. Because what happens there is that team lead come October uh, or, or September is going to put accounts in somebody's name to get yeah. at least one person to qualify so right. he or she can go on this trip as well. So right. you need to you need to remove that and say, hey, if 80% of your, you know, your crew goes or 50%, whatever, then the then that um, that leader gets to go. But it shouldn't be the leader gets to go if somebody on their team goes. So, so are you in favor of doing President's Club? I am. I am in huge favor of it. I just I it's up it's up front, it's objective, and it needs to be updated at least quarterly to see so everybody can see where they stand. Yeah. Right. So I think it has a time and its place. It's just the three things to think about are the level salespeople, the lower level, and then the non-salespeople. What do you do for them? Because there was a period of time we did uh, trips for non-sales and you get into a subjective situation, you get a subjective situation. Um, it was awful. I was in those meetings, man, Pete, I was, I was in those meetings at the same time. And it would be like, we're not paying this person enough money. Uh, we can't get enough money to pay them market value. Let's send them to trip and maybe they'll be happy, you know, or, yeah. um, or, you know, you'd sit there and the same people would go on trip all the time because that leader wants to bring their friends. You know what I mean? Right. Because if you have immature leaders, that's what happens. And that's what happened a lot at the company we're talking about. But then it was also used. And there was one time I, I was asked to give up uh, going on trip um, because 
I, you know, they, they looked, they wanted to give somebody who wasn't making enough money my seat. And I agreed to it. I don't know why I agreed to it. Um, well, you're a company guy, Carney. I should never have been, but I always felt like I was. Sorry. Right. Well, here on, on contest, how do you do it in non-sales? Like, the, you know, the tech guys, lines of code, uh, finance errors. I mean, how would you do it? Can you do it? A contest, uh, typically, like if you're in, if you're in finance, it could be, uh, uh, turnaround time on, um, on orders, uh, received. So if you're in accounting, sorry, orders, turnaround time, billing cycles, uh, in terms of finance, I don't even know where to start there. That, that well, how about the bill collectors? Bill collectors, same thing. If yeah. you're able to change your, uh, days of sales outstanding. 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 Yeah. Um, if you're in uh, customer care or not customer success, customer care, which is typically where uh, clients are calling and complaining about something or another on your website or something like that, you that have to there. So there's quantifiable measures uh, in terms of technology. That's more bonuses um, and same with finance, because those are more strategic initiatives. Hey, if you're able to get these five things done um, in the next four months, um, I'll give you this type of bonus and finance. It's more of like, Hey, if you're able to get, you know, you you complete this acquisition, the budget process. I mean, I, I see people talk about finance. I would say finance is probably the most overworked underpaid area in the company because they are, um, they are typically doing every bit of analysis that is needed for the C-level people and the investors, um, and working ridiculous amount of hours and just not getting paid enough. Um, so you've got to hit them up with, with this as much as possible because the amount of work that they're taking on is, is ridiculous. Not a lot of people see it. Not a lot of people that just interact with them occasionally don't see it, but if you're living and breathing it, it's a crazy amount of time. Um, well, not to get off topic, but it's like you're, you're paid to the degree of risk that you have to take on. You take, you take less up front. To, in order to make more on the back end, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, salespeople are taking more risks. I get yeah. that. Higher but turnover. Higher turnover. And uh, there's more people that want to do the finance jobs than there are want to do the sales jobs. Agreed. But there's less people that can do the finance jobs, especially now. With the uh, five-year degree minimum to get an accounting degree and a lot of finance, you don't need an accounting degree, but uh, a lot of companies want accounting degree and want big five, big four experience, um, depending on the sophistication of your finance team. So, so yeah, so you get paid two reasons: risk or skill, right? Well, you're you're paid because you're willing to do something nobody else wants to do, or you know how to do something nobody else knows yeah. how to do, right? Sales is nobody wants to do, and you know maybe finance and technology are no, not everyone can do. So to sum up the contest, there, Carney, in the COVID environment, to do the Brady Bunch screen, I think that's I, I personally believe that that's the only way you can get that. You could try to replicate that. I, I'd be curious to, to our uh, hundreds of listeners out there, has anybody tried that yet? Could you put something in the comments to let us know how, how it goes? Because if you watch Hard, Hard Knocks, you see how the coaches are doing their Zooms with, yeah. uh, uh, you know, trying to motivate them, you know, that way having them. Uh, there could be something that could correlate. Yeah, that would be interesting to see how that goes. I, I think, I think one, I think you got to do the, uh, the, the screens in, in some capacity so you can, I think you've got to get creative on the, on the rewards and, and, and we got to get more creative. It's got to be virtual creative. You know what I mean? Um, like your greatest contest. And, and I don't know if you want to talk about it, but your greatest contest was the dollar store shopping spree. Um, I believe you said that that was one, it was probably the cheapest to fulfill and pay. Well, here, here. Yeah. Yes. That was Rashaka and he's getting plugged again. Uh, 
where you get a cart, your shoelace is tied, and you hop around the dollar store and you can fill up the cart. Um, I've expired potato chips. I mean, I remember. Hey, man, those are good. Hey, those are great potato chips. Um, but, you know, the flip side, some of the negatives of contests, Carney, is uh, you do get more activity, but like that huge contest, we had people that are doing like 800 dials, but yet we're only getting 10 set appointments. You know, the ratios, the quality, quote unquote, quality that would come in. Uh-huh. Would be su- would be suspect. So there's a fine line you got to watch out for. That. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But yeah, so I think you need to get creative though on on the reward, and it doesn't have to be purely money, right? That's right. That, well, you got to know your team, you know. So it's it kind of helps to maybe have somebody that's a representative of your team to because like even in the NFL they have council members, you know. Yeah, that's true. So have people have- in offense, defense, and say, hey man, what do you guys want? Will this get us more work? If we invest this money, will we get extra work and eventually revenue out of you? Yes or so, no? This is so what, what we we're want. saying is try to do the Zoom Brady Bunch screen. Get someone uh, or a couple people from this that they, they that are on the floor as representatives to bounce ideas off of and get creative with it. And hopefully they can um, help sell this as well internally when the contest occurs, right? Yeah, if you're not buying, it's a waste of time. You took some of your budget that probably – you could have just used to pay a higher salary to someone. Yeah. And then make sure it's got, make sure you're always going to get crap activity, right? You know, with these contests, depending on what you do, there's always going to be fudging activity, no matter what you're measuring it on, but try to get as close to the quality activity and don't make, make sure it doesn't create, you know, 800 calls uh, to get 10 appointments. You know that that ratio should be closer to hundred calls gets 10 appointments. So, you know, there's probably 700 bad calls there. So try to figure out a way to keep, you know, maybe do it on a ratio or do it on a well, blend. I mean, it, if you're a leader, you inspect what you expect, right? So you're the finance guy. Let's, let's talk, you know, percentages. What percentage of people do you have to check to represent a sample that everybody feels like you checked up on them? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That becomes like, like we would take, oh, this is a set appointment. I'm going to call up this guy and see if they heard of you. <laughs> oh, they didn't? Yeah. And then at the end of the day, you want to take a look. So after you go through this whole contest, you then want to take a look at the activity that it, that spurred from it and then know that that activity, if your comp plans are written correctly and you're enticing the right behavior and you're, mani- you're leading to the right behavior, meaning your, 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 your team leads and all of that are, are managing to this, they should be able to manage to get people to stay at least 66% or two-thirds of what activity they did during that contest should remain after that. I mean, sometimes it, that activity... Sometimes companies get complacent. So by doing this sales contest, we'll uh, get them back to where you think is a normal routine. And I'm sure that happens a lot with COVID. Well, well, it helps with the CRM, right? If you put everything in Salesforce and you tag the appointment to the contest, and then eventually when the sales cycle comes through, you can, you can track back to see what your investment got you. Wait, so are you saying a CRM is a good tool? Oh, it's a good tool. <laughs> right, Jamie Edwards? Yeah. Yes, I, I'm 100% on board with that. But okay. But it's hard to get 800 calls and pl- plugging all that stuff in the CRM. Unless, you're, unless your phone is tied into it. It's tied into it, right. All, all right. right. What, are we, what are we missing here, Mr. Carney? we got one more Book segment. of the day. And I know, guys, by the way, the Sasshole listeners, we have uh, a bunch of guests queued up and ready to talk to us. And I believe we have some authors that are going to be coming on. So stay tuned. Subscribe today. But Pete's got a book of the day. Um, I am an avid reader, but I, I leave these segments to Pete. Uh, well, I'm open to anybody who wants to make a suggestion. Uh, remember, remember, our goal here at sasholes.net is to be just a little bit worse each day. All right, let's talk inflation. 
a little bit less worse each day. Not a little bit worse each day. I think you, a little bit less worse each day. Yeah, a little bit less worse each day. You said a little bit worse each day. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed the last. Okay, <laughs> must be the end of the podcast. Yes. Hey, with, with inflation, you know, gold, silver, Bitcoin, uh, income properties. Great book, Rich Dad Poor Dad, about twenty something years ago. Read it. Um, you think that you were part of the um, less fortunate? Read that book. Follow what uh, I like to call Mr. Kawasaki said. Uh, isn't it? I, I saw him speak at the Hilton um, two times. I've seen him speak twice. I saw him at Rosemont and at the Hilton. Oh, he's always got. Uh, he, he has a nice side hustle on that stuff. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I also have my kids will play uh, Cash Flow for Kids. It's like a, a you got that? That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, they play that. Um, he, he he is very entertaining person as well. No, Bob, okay, Bob Kai, Kiyosaki. I call him Kawasaki. But uh, basically, it's uh, what what the, what the rich teach their kids about money that the poor and middle class do not. So I think that's an appropriate yeah. book, great read. For the people that don't have goals, that aren't motivated, that aren't competitive, well, maybe they want to get their own. Instead of paying rent to somebody, they want to own a place and rent out a portion of their place to pay the mortgage. Yeah, I wish I was taught this as a kid. You know, the problem I've always had is I learned it when I was already in the corporate, you know, the grind. Grind. If I if I knew this when I was 18, and I, I try to teach my kids this as much as possible, it gives you a different perspective that maybe the grind isn't um, well, there's, there's always a, mean, a, mean, a means to an end. Everybody's got to grind, but there's got to be an end point. You know, one thing he always says, and he what? says in every single one, is everyone that he talks to should start in sales. You need to know how to yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I am totally on board. I've got four kids and I tell them all the time, hey, you should you should start selling. You should start doing this. You should start doing that. I wish I had that in my ear when I was growing up. Well, they're, they're selling you every day. Remember, somebody's always buying and somebody's always selling. Garden. Yeah, I'm getting sold by my kids all the time. All right. So, Pete, I guess that's going to end our show for today. Pete, you want to cue the music? Chicka wow, chicka wow, 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 wow.